The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You are watching Game Time Decisions. I am Gabriel Berenci, and I'm on the grid, and so is the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. Let's do this thing. It's a Thursday night throwdown edition of Game Time Decisions, although we do not have any games to make any decisions (laughs) on, at least tonight. Tomorrow we'll have a race to make a decision on for the weekend. Lifetime decisions. Lifetime decisions. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Health health time decisions. Yes, exactly. Quarantine time decisions. Decisions. Grocery social, store decisions. Anti-social distancing. Uh, you know, I don't know why they call it social distancing. It's not very social. It's, it's anti-social social distancing. distancing. Yeah, I, stay I, away. Yeah, don't, don't, don't come six feet of me. Dude, <laughs> I was in a store this morning in New York City, and the, the, six, the six feet thing's not working. No, man. it's not working. Like, it's not, it, it, like we, oh. we're not even fully open. Like, dude, it's like a corner store. There was like six people all side by side. Playing lottery. They were playing yeah. the lottery. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like, and it was like, dude, like, and there were cops. There was a cop in line, like two feet away from me. I was gonna turn around and say to the cop, I was gonna say, listen, baby, it was as a woman officer. I was gonna say, like, really? You're a cop. Like, you're two feet behind me here. Like, I was getting pissed. I was, like, muttering under my mask. Like, it's the new reality. You know, the muttering in a yeah. store? Now I'm like, God, oh, jeez. Like, under my mask. I do a lot I'm of all mad. I get to the, I get to the cash. He goes, uh, what's your numbers? Everyone's playing a lottery. I don't know if it was, like, a noon, like, uh, a noon draw. No, it was, like, a, it was like a New York, like, noon draw or something. Everyone was like, dude, homeless guys... Cam, it's 50 cents a ticket. It's called the numbers. You play Good the deal. numbers. I like it. Good deal. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't play it more, actually. 50 cents. That's 50 fantastic. cents. If you pick all four numbers, you get $5,000. I like it. Nice and quick and simple, too. And if the- you get any four, it's like a box. You get $100. I like it. Hey, they that- box it. Good game. Good game. Yeah, so some dude right. just walks up, and he goes, uh, yeah, give me 1942. Uh, Cam, he just dropped a pile of change. Uh, it was pennies oh, yeah. and nickels. Like, dude, in Toronto, that wouldn't fly. They would no. be like, no, 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 no. You're not buying a lottery ticket with a bunch of nickels and pennies, bro. And you can't just throw it on the cash. 
and and Manhattan, dude, in New York City. Anything the guy in the store just started counting the pennies up, bro. And I was like, oh God. I was like, you're not really gonna count 50 pennies, are you? But he did. Yeah, you know, a homeless guy bought bought a one dollar lottery ticket. He bought two fifty cent tickets. He had about he had one quarter, couple of dimes, and a lot of pennies. Cam, <laughs> let's remember something for people who don't know. Uh, in Canada, we don't have pennies anymore. We round up like pennies are out of circulation. You can't really do anything with pennies. You don't get them back. Everything's rounded to the nickel. And I'll tell you this, Gabe. They were uh, germ spreaders, anyways. Yeah, exactly. I don't like pennies. I don't like pennies. They're, They're bad, gonna get rid of all change. Yeah, yes, really. they, like, who wants to change a nightmare? I just got a nice egg salad sandwich. I, you know, it's, it's the last time I'm going to be there, too, for a little while. I was getting a little sentimental. I told the guy, I said, yeah, I won't see it for a couple of months, buddy. He said, stay safe. <laughs> Sound just like, yeah, he said, stay safe, buddy. <laughs> it was like, yeah, you too. Uh, but salad. Very, very tough sandwich. Very, to nice, no, no, but this place makes great. It's the best egg salad sandwiches I've gotten from a deli or a diner. And it's five dollars and thirty-five cents. So I gave six, and with the change, I usually drop it in the in the. You know, I just say keep the change. Yeah. Uh, but now I just tell them, no, you drop it. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, just so I point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I point. No need to touch it uh, if we don't have to. All right, we're gonna welcome the radio uh, side of things uh, up here in a moment on this Thursday edition of Game Time Decisions. What's going on? I am Gabriel Morenzi. We're throwing it down. We welcome everybody tuning in right now on our radio affiliates. Throwing it down with the raging redhead Cam Stewart. We're on the grid, and so can you. Uh, be at sportsgrid.com. Let's do this thing. NBA. NBA. The last dance uh, was over the weekend, but people cannot let it go. Nope. And, you know, I was thinking, man, there's got to be, there's going to be a last dance edition. There's got to be a ton of stuff that was on the cutting room floor that you didn't show, and with the the, the massive success uh, that it was, that they're probably going to put something together. Yep. And word is, yep, there is a ton of stuff uh, that never aired. Um, I don't know, though, if it's going to be put together. Jordan would have to approve it, and that's <laughs> sort of the key here. Horace Grant steps up and basically says, you know what? I'll fight Michael Jordan right now. <laughs> I like it. He says, he says I'm a snitch. <laughs> he says, who's the snitch? I'm not the one that told national television that the Bulls were all doing cocaine and, yep. and hookers in a room. He is. Who's the snitch? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. You know what they should do, Gabe? You know those shows at the end, like after The Bachelor, where they bring back the cast of characters? They should oh, have yeah, after. Yeah, yeah. They do after the last dance, and you bring Jerry, on like Jordan. Jerry. Oh, would be <laughs> <laughs> would show up all coked up. Yeah. What the hell are you talking about, man? Yeah. <laughs> snitch, snitch. Burrell and the rest of the gang. Yeah, Craig and, Hodges, oh, yeah. though, Cam, he's so dumb, Craig Hodges. <laughs> That he was the first one on the Sunday night when the cocaine circus aired. That's what they called that episode, the cocaine circus, because <laughs> the Chicago Bulls nickname was the traveling cocaine circus. Amazing. And Craig Hodges on the Monday morning went on Twitter and was all like, I take offense to being called a cokehead. It's like, dude, he never mentioned you by name, bro. Exactly. Like, <laughs> talking about like, me. It's like, dude, there's like at that time there was 12 guys on the team. Like, no one knows. I would have been like, I don't care. He didn't say my name, so I could just say it wasn't me. Right? You know I mean? But Craig Hodge just comes right out. Hey, you know what? I don't appreciate the insinuations that I was doing coke. It's like he never said your name, bro. <laughs> it's like you basically admitted that, yeah, you were one of the guys doing blow. 
Exactly. No, it's it's great. Like a lot of people are sour. That's the thing. When one guy has a, a in charge of the documentary being his airness, there's a lot of guys on the outskirts going, "Hey, was that exactly a hundred percent true?" Remember, well, it's, it's all not fun. a documentary. That's the one thing that we should say. Okay, it was a feature film. Yes. You know what I mean? A documentary is sort of the truth. This isn't like this is sort yes. of Jordan's truth and yes. Jordan's perspective. And you know, Jordan's incredibly thin-skinned, so he doesn't want anything. There were a couple of, you know, Scotty Pippen got a couple of shots in here or there, uh, but Gary Payton did. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys. And I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Game Time Decisions continues. I am Gabriel Renzi throwing it down with a raging redhead can. Stewart. normally we have games to break down. The name of the show is Game Time Decisions. We'll have a race to break down over the weekend. NASCAR uh, returns uh, on Saturday. And, of course, we'll have the UFC not this Saturday, but the following Saturday. And it looks like it's going to be in Las Vegas at Nevada, like Dana White uh, wanted it to be at the UFC Performance Center, the Apex uh, Center. They built an octagon, and uh, they have a mini theater. They have the Dana White Contender Series uh, there. So they already have the infrastructure uh, in place. Quick update as far as the leagues are concerned. NBA. Um, NBA seems to be um, leaning with Orlando right now. And, you know, the fact that the NBA has been kind of quiet over the last week or so leads me to believe that they're putting things together. That's a good that's a good sign, because look yeah. at baseball. Baseball. Yeah, when you hear like rumors yeah, and crap, yeah. it means and, it's all lies. Means, like when they're not doing anything, yeah. it means they're up to something. Hey, dude, baseball's coming out with a new preferred plan every couple hours there, and none of them have worked so far. So that tells me things aren't getting done. The NBA being quiet, exactly, man. You said it. These guys are close to a plan, and I gave you my opinion, and we both talked about it. I think Orlando's the place to be. You could bring. You have a huge, huge facility there at Disney World. You could bring the families in there, and yeah, it uh, seems to me a no-brainer. That's where I'd go. Well, you know, the the last dance has done a um, the last dance has done one positive thing for the NBA. Michael Jordan just keeps giving to the NBA. That's one thing you cannot dispute. And people have talked about it before. I don't know. Maybe Puccio would remember this. You know, Puccio's the millennial uh, amongst us. Got a good but, memory too. Yeah, know. no, Puccio knows his sports history. Yes. But was was it LeBron? Did they want to put LeBron as the logo of the NBA, or is it always oh, Kobe? Was it Kobe after he died? Make Kobe. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was Kobe, Kobe after the logo. Yeah, yeah I've heard LeBron the logo. I've heard like a couple of logo changes. Leave it the way it is. The NBA logo is the best damn logo in sports. It's Jerry exactly. Weiss. Jerry West. It is what it is. It's a great freaking logo. You know what it is though? 
Uh, I don't even want to go down this road now. I'm not into debating uh, stuff. Um, the fact is, it's a white guy. Yeah, I know. Right? So it's like the modern NBA. They're like, all right, that was good yeah. then, but you know what I mean? The, you know, a short white guy doesn't represent the NBA anymore, but it's such an iconic logo. But I was going to say, if you if you ever going to change the logo of the NBA, you're making it Air Jordan. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, like, and it ain't Kobe, all right? It ain't LeBron. If you're changing the logo, like, he's so big, Jordan, he is the NBA. Like, really, dude. Like, David Stern talked about it in the documentary. He goes, we were on in 80 countries. Now, after Jordan, it was 215 countries. Yeah. Like, Jordan and LeBron, that's the one thing about LeBron, and that's where I'm going with this right now. LeBron has done a great job carrying the NBA. He has. Like, and, you know, I haven't been LeBron's biggest fan, but it was more a competitive thing. I got nothing against him personally. Uh, I don't like him on a court. I think he cries too much. I hate yes, all the does. calls that he gets. He whines, he whines. And all that. But he's generally a nice guy in real yeah. life. He's not a bad person. So I don't dislike him in that sense. But it's amazing to me all the LeBron bashing that's going on suddenly uh, right now after people see this last dance. And Paul Pierce is the latest one to step up and in. <laughs> and Paul Pierce says that uh, LeBron James is not even a top five player. Yeah, that's crap. He definitely is already. Like, now, I, you know, the best, I don't come want to on. get into the, the, the best of all time stuff. But, but come on. Like, look so at you, what he's you done. You got Michael Jordan. Yeah. You got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Will Chamberlain. You got Will Chamberlain. Yeah, we can go down to Bill Russell. We can go we down could, to and LeBron James. Like, he's got to be top five. Like, he's there, man. He's there. He is there. You got Magic Johnson. Yeah. Larry yeah. Bird. Yeah. Great, great immaculate but i'm telling you gabe like a comment like that it's just look what lebron's done in the time that he's been there i know we have the super teams is lebron still, better than larry bird yes yes he is i hate to say it i he love is. larry bird but he is he is yeah. is he bird's better than great. magic johnson? Bird's, great. bird's like in the mix but he's not you know, magic he's, johnson yeah i hate to say it yes no easy i think he is no. i i think i think, I think they're the same uh, it's tough. I I, 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 I mean, LeBron. Puccio brings up a good point. I've Gabe. always thought Magic was like not mentioned enough in the conversation. Yeah. I played all five positions. Yes, right? I yes. started at center as a rookie. Yes, yes. Right? Won a million championships. Right. You're right. Did everything. And he saved the NBA. He See, did. The way the NBA worked. Listen, I, I was tweeting about this the other night. I have the first NBA finals I saw was in 1979. And mm -hmm. it was the Seattle Supersonics and the uh, Washington Bullets. Yeah, the Bullets. Yeah, the Bullets. Two bullet. teams that don't even exist anymore by name. Yeah. But it was on tape delay. Yeah. Right? It was on tape. It wasn't even live. It was on tape delay on CBS after, like, the local news. Yeah. Like, 1130 or midnight. Or now the NBA Finals. And you didn't, you didn't know what happened because there was no internet. It was the That's 70s. Awesome. You had no idea what happened. So it's, like, good enough, right? I remember yeah. being a kid and telling my grandfather... I'm going to stay up and watch this. Yeah. And uh, he said, yeah, yeah, don't tell your grandmother. Just keep the, the volume down. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that was the first championship I saw. Lenny Wilkins and, um, and Washington and Seattle. And, you know, think about that. It was on tape delay. And it was like Magic Johnson and Larry Bird made college basketball by playing against each other in a exactly. national title game. Indiana in State, Michigan State. You yeah. got it, brother. Yeah, Indiana State. Shows how good Larry Bird was. Takes these guys to yeah, the finals. Come on, yeah, Indiana State made the national the, championship the game. The Warriors can't even make like a CIT tournament. Yes, you are yeah. correct. Shows how good. <laughs> yeah, but 
And then, and then the Celtics and the Lakers carried the NBA through the 80s, mm-hmm. right? But Jordan took it to a new level. Yes, it did. Like the Lakers and the Celtics, it wasn't international. Jordan was like the first guy that was like big in China, big in Japan, big in Africa, like big, like the Jordan brand just became so big and carried, carried the NBA uh, so much. Um, but I do find it interesting that Horace Grant just doesn't seem to care. <laughs> no, I, I, I like Horace Grant sticking up for himself because everyone's like the Jordan love we've been getting from the documentary. At least he's saying lies, lies, lies. And Puccio brings up this, Gabe. If Jordan were, if you were to change the NBA logo to Jordan, how much money do you think he'd want for that? Obviously, they're going to keep the logo the same way it is. He's oh. not going to give it to him for free. <laughs> like, think about, oh, you want, oh, you want me to be the logo for the NBA? Write it on the check. Lot, well, uh, that is though. It is. It is the. Um, and yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, it wouldn't be like the. I was saying the when he's up in the air. Yes. There, there's a lot of different poses that would be good for him. But what what can be a bigger honor, and legacy of leaving behind a league than being the damn logo of the league? I agree. I agree. Right. What what could be a better legacy uh, than that? Now I'm not saying I don't want to change the damn logo. I, I'm I'm I don't want to change. Great. I don't want to change the logo, but I find it funny. Paul Pierce steps up and in, clearly just looking to stir the pot, uh, looking to stir the pot uh, a little bit uh, right now. So the talk is about playing in Orlando uh, or Las Vegas. It seems like Orlando is getting uh, more love uh, right now. I don't know. Um, You know, we, we don't know the situation. We can tell you that like the Canadian prime minister, Justin Trudeau, extended the Canadian-U.S. border closing For another along month. in conjunction with yeah. uh, President Trump. Uh, they were both in agreement. All right, we'll keep the border closed for non-essential travel uh, for, for another 30 days. What was interesting about that is it turns out that athletes are going to be deemed essential travel, which I don't, you know, I, well, the NHL, that's the NHL stance, but... It's going to upset people. I saw a story the other day about a married couple. The woman is Canadian. The 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 the, uh, the man is uh, it lives in Ohio from Ohio. She's in Canada having a baby. He went, and they're married. Even they wouldn't let him in for the birth of his own kid. That's a pro- yeah. That's they a wouldn't problem. let him in even if you're a spouse. It wasn't deemed essential enough. Yet it turns out that NHL players, at least as far as the NHL is concerned, the NHL players have a visa that would allow them to be deemed essential, which won't go down very well publicly. <laughs> like, you know what, though, Gabe? You, everyone's craving for sports to come back. That's or something. the thing that people There's going to be, accept. like, you have yeah. to kind of, like, I, I know it's wrong with the kid, with, with the lady and the husband and the baby. I know, but, I know, I know, but it's. They talk about getting back on track, so. I know. You're I, right. You're not. So basically, if they tell you, listen, Gary Bettman just purchased 400,000 tests, you're not losing any sleep over it, right? I, know, I, know. I told you. things Like, me and you are like opposite worlds. Before, I'm like, ah, that's our, that, I'm thinking about this realistically. They have to do that. If you want these sports to come back, they're going to have to do these things. I think the public would, would agree. I think the public would agree. You know, same thing with NFL players, actually, with taking drugs. The DEA actually spoke NFL teams and said, you guys are out of control, man. You're popping these things like they're Tic Tacs. And basically, the NFL teams told them, listen, you want to arrest us for this, fine, but there'll be no football. And without the drugs, we can't play football. <laughs> Get on the grid.
the last dance is done and people are still buzzing about it uh, days after the fact that, you know, that whole flu story, the, you know, oh, was it the flu? Was it food poisoning? And so during the last dance, the story is told that it wasn't the flu. Michael Jordan describes uh, how everything was closed in Salt Lake City. And what a shock. He said it was 1030 at night. Well, don't worry, MJ. Everything's closed at 1030 in the morning in Salt Lake City, too. Salt Lake City. Yeah, if you like to party, that's not your town. He probably it turns <laughs> out, I'm sure, I'm sure Pizza Hut's real happy right now. That yeah, it turns out it was a Pizza Hut. Yeah, yeah. So it was a Pizza Hut. So the story was, if you didn't see the last ads, and of course the flu game against the, the Utah Jazz, when he hits the shot, he gets by Russell. Um, and he scores like 38 points or whatever it was. I think it was 38 points with the flu. Uh, or food poisoning. So... The trainer and the, the Bulls guy sort of insinuated in the last dance that it was deliberately poisoned by people in Utah. They made it seem like, hey, people in Utah were crazy. They hated them. They hated the Bulls. They knew it was for the Bulls, and they kind of knew it was for Michael Jordan. They figured it out. It was for Michael Jordan, and they poisoned his pizza. And in the documentary, he goes, well, I answered the door at the hotel, and we, you and I talked about this. It's your bad for letting them up on the floor in the exactly. first place. Should have yep. ordered it to your own room like you're a nobody. Come on, guys. You guys screwed up. But he insinuated, he goes, oh, like five guys showed up delivering a pizza. And he goes, well, who, who, why, why is there ever five guys? And he goes, they were all peeking in the room and stuff. And the guy watched the show the other night. And um, he says it's not true. He says you know, the whole story's not true. And it's a great, uh, great story. Great name, too, eh? Craig Fight. <laughs> uh, Craig Fight, yeah. Craig Fight. <laughs> He's the guy. He actually called in a radio show in Salt Lake City and told the story. He said, the time of the flu game, Fight had recently been hired as an assistant general manager at a pizza hut in Park City, Utah, yep. about 30 minutes from downtown Salt Lake. The Bulls had been staying at the Park City Marriott for a few days. Fight said everyone in the local food industry service knew the Bulls were staying there, of course. The small yeah, town, of course. Like, you know what I mean? Yep. So uh, when a delivery came in from the hotel, the employee who answered the phone said he thought it was for one of the players on the Bulls. Didn't say Jordan. He goes, I think this is for one of the players on the Bulls. Fight. The only Bulls fan there. Yep. Only Bulls fan said, I'm taking control of the order. So... Game Time Decisions continues. I am Gabe Morenci throwing it down with the raging redhead Cam Stewart. And uh, we were just joking about the National Football League and uh, that they need drugs to play, uh, yeah. so to speak. And they literally do. You know, talking about the painkillers, right? Um, talking about the pain, the pain that these guys go through. And at least they're easing up on the marijuana right now. That's but cool. it was a true story. It was a couple of years ago. The DEA actually had all 32 NFL team doctors in one room. And the drug enforcement agency said, all right, listen, we've got a problem here in a sense that it's like you guys have taken, and it was an astronomical number, Ken. It's basically like you guys have taken like 5 million pills or something. Mm -hmm. Like they're overprescribed. There's no prescriptions going on, Ken. It's basically they what they linebackers walk yep. in, stick their yep. hand in, scoop, scoop it up like gum, and yeah, then pop it. 
they don't have to see their local pharmacist. And let me tell you something. Yeah, no one, not, exactly. Yeah. Nothing's being tracked, right? I and will the say this was for, getting upset about it. And I know from personal experience with my c conditions that I have and stuff, they don't give you any type of drug. It's impossible for a normal person to get now. Any type of thing for like panic attacks and stuff. I'm telling you, man, they don't want to give opioids because they are on the hook if something you do, if yeah. you do something on them, right? So they're like, try this instead or do this instead. But athletes, you don't tell me they have shady doctors and other people that can get them anything they want all the time. It's very simple. A doctor will do something for you if, you know, you hey, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But if you have a legit doctor, let me tell you, it's not easy getting stuff. They won't give it to you. And, you know, so the National Football League teams, they they travel with all these pills and stuff yeah. and it's not really accounted for. So technically they're breaking the law every week. Yes. They're flying across state lines with drugs. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so rampant that, like I said, the DEA said, listen, you guys got to, you can't do this, right? You can't just, it's not a free for all. And basically they said, you're not allowed flying state to state. And they said, the only one that can do that is Air Force One. It's the only plane in America that's allowed to legally fly with all these drugs like this. Oh, Trump's on. Uh, he, he's on. He's on. Yeah, he's popping the hydro. hydro like yeah, he's on the hydro. So, he can do whatever he wants. One of the, the NFL <laughs> doctors said to the DA guy, he goes, well, we're just as important as the president anyways. And then the, the doctor started arguing with the, the DA and they basically told him, listen, you fight. Take away the drugs. There'll be no NFL football. There'll be no games. And um, and basically, all the doctors were laughing at the DEA, mm -hmm. stating that, uh, you know, the owner of my team, like, donates so much money to the whatever. Like, yeah, you're wasting yeah. your time anyway. You, that's a great point. You want money? Man, not from yeah. us anymore. Yeah, so the, <laughs> the DEA walked away. DEA walked away from that after the fact. So, you know, something that's interesting, though, about player safety moving forward here in the National Football League. And I was thinking about this actually too. And now I find out that they're already on top of it and even more sophisticated than, than I was. Mm -hmm. But a lot of football players, Cam, are already wearing the face shield. They are. Like, you know, not everybody, but number one, face shields should now be mandatory. Yeah. Very simple. And you know how, so you've got like the face shield and then the bars, right? Yep. You need to put the face shield over the bars now as well. Mm -hmm. So it's mm -hmm. a full face shield. And that would eliminate so much of a, a spread of, uh, of the droplets, uh, so to speak. And they're already on top of this. NFL players could be wearing modified face masks this season with league engineers and equipment maker Oakley already testing prototypes. Mm -hmm. um, this is pretty cool. The league's bioengineers are testing prototypes with Oakley. They're looking at every issue, including when the masks uh, fog up, which was, I don't know if you remember, you know, Kev, when, when we were young, it was sort of that era that they ushered in the cage. Yeah. Right? Like when I was playing hockey when I was a kid, I'm old enough that I had, I had the old school goalie mask. Yes. But only for a couple of years. Like I remember I was like 10 or 11 and it was like, no, you got to go to the, the, the face mask. And I didn't like it. I couldn't see. No, it fogs like, all the time. You can't You're see, freezing. but you get used to it. I then they went to the plastic stuff and it got foggy, right? Yep. Then they had the little holes in it and everything. So, you know, technology now they're working on, but this is really this is really cool stuff. The masks are being tested by Oakley, which makes already makes the visors for NFL helmets. But the, the helmet would include a full facial mask, 
including with an N N95 or surgical grade material that'll cover the area behind the. So on the inside, you're even going to have like a protective surgical mask. That's amazing. But you'll still be able to breathe. Basically, it's like a futuristic Oakley cool NFL helmet. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Antonio Brown wouldn't be playing then. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's right. He didn't I like want... the normal helmets. Yeah, you yeah. got to put this on or shut up. <laughs> What's he like? I want my shut 10 helmet from whatever. I remember he's talking like, dude, we got like two prototypes that work for you. He's like, no, I want my old helmet. I will say this too. You sent me that article that I read and it was absolutely fantastic. Not just on the face shields, but there is now, you see that story again from the University of Houston, what they're doing with the blowers, the fans. So basically, you know, NFL teams and college teams have these super fans. They have the liquid in the fans that's basically kind of like Lysol. It's like a disinfectant thing, but you won't get harmed if you're breathing it in. So all that stuff they're putting in training facilities, yeah. sidelines, all that other stuff. That's fantastic. So that's another thing. While they're on the sidelines not breathing, they're going to have the mist, which is actually antibacterial mist. And so they're on top of this stuff. I got to give them a lot of credit. They're really uh, coming up with all the ideas. Yeah, I saw a boxing match the other day. I don't know where it was. I think it was in Mexico. And after every round, a Bog? dude came on in a, in a hazmat suit. <laughs> and he sprayed the fighters oh, and everything. Wow. And I was wondering. I was like, man, these guys aren't like, what are they breathing right now? What are you guys yeah. spraying? But they sprayed like, like it was everywhere. And then it sort of dissipated. And then it was like, all right, next round. Awesome. Uh, and then it was like next round uh, after the fact. So call college football, college football uh, setting up their preparations right now. Talking about it actually in the New York subways too, Cam. Good idea. About uh, ultraviolet rays. Mm -hmm. So sort of be these heat lamps that will sort of help kill, like contain uh, the virus a little bit as well. Cool. Uh, but I saw college football and they were talking about the, you know, how they're going to stay safe. And one of the things was, no passing a football around. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of defeats the the purpose, right? <laughs> <laughs> of, of I, I laughed at that one too. I'm like, what? <laughs> who's gonna Who's gonna catch the football? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no one, yeah, basically, <laughs> don't pass the football around. Uh, you know, before, uh, before, uh, before the game. So there's a lot, lot of interesting. Um, there's a lot of interesting dynamics that are going on uh, right now uh, with technology. Uh, but I can tell you, the NFL has sort of been, oh, it's a foregone conclusion that they're going to play. And the Cleveland Browns center, J.C. Uh, Treader, he's the new uh, NFL PA head. And this guy's pretty smart, Cam. The NFL's finally got a guy on top of things. He's a major from an Ivy League school. He went to Cornell, mm. and he took industrial labor negotiations. Oh, that sounds like the guy you want representing you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good, a good. So he basically told people, yeah, slow down. Yeah. As far as, you know, but he didn't say we're not playing. He just said, we don't know. He goes, no yeah. one knows. And he said, trust me, there are severe safety issues for NFL players that have pre-existing conditions. For sure. That, that has to be addressed. It's interesting. The NFL basically said the other day, well, players will get it. We know that players will get it. Yeah, that's that's a it's a slippery slope, man, you know for a big offensive lineman. You know? That's exactly it. Look at the offensive and defensive linemen, guys that are absolutely mammoth human beings and out there. And that's the thing. It's going to get hot eventually, right? You're going to be playing in that heat, and uh, these guys are going to be sweating all over the place, and breathing's going to be a problem, air quality. Yeah, big concerns for the offensive, defensive linemen, for sure. So it's just, it, you know, it's all sort of um... – you know, baseball, oh, I will say this, baseball safety plan, 
is very, very well detailed. It is. Uh, their their financial plan is whacked yeah. out. That's not happening. And the thing is, too, like basically, Cam, if you're a baseball player, so you would show up in uniform like Little League. I like that. <laughs> no more clubhouse. Yeah, that's awesome. Like that's there's cool. a clubhouse type thing, but you ain't hanging around in it with 40 guys anymore. No. That's not the way it's going to work. Like, uh, you know, a pregame meeting, it'll be in the outfield. You know what I mean? Everyone's spread out, and the manager will be talking. Like, they don't want you in the clubhouse. So, basically, you show up in uniform to the park, you go home in, in uniform. uniform. It's like a so- drunken softball team. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> hey, man, uh, sorry, Cam, you get the bar. See you next game. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. You go home in uniform, and you shower at home, so you're not, you're not there. All meals and all anything that the players would eat at the facility would be like uh, basically like I've lived for the last uh, 49 years. Individually packaged. Yeah, snacks. Like Snickers bar. Somebody told me that once. They're like, Marenzi, I've never seen you eat something that doesn't come out of like a package. Good point, actually. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's always like, you know I mean? even your Jamaican patty, it's still got a paper like sheath to it. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you're right. Everything, yeah. No, you I've know never... what I mean? Like there used to be a buffet spread in the room. Yeah. Yeah, not yeah, anymore. That's like not the pre-wrapped meals for each player. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you want a, yeah, you want a Snickers bar, a granola bar? Yeah, it's wrapped. Like everything, everything individual. No sharing of water bottles, no high fives, uh, no towels. Uh, it seems that locker rooms and um, locker room is the big issue they're worried about. Right, like, and man, you get ninety dudes in a room, Cam. Would like, you have your own towel though? Think about the sweat and stuff like that. You just yeah, but they it, just wash. They throw them all in the same bin after and stuff. No, you take it home. Like you have a towel that says GM on it, Gabriel Morenci. That's your towel. You take it there. Like I'm just saying, I wouldn't have the towels loose, but I think you should have a towel because you know you're. Who doesn't wipe themselves in in a baseball situation? Sweat off your head, whatever. What are you gonna do? Oh yeah, you baseball players. No sunflower seeds allowed. Yeah, no seeds, no double bubble. No tobacco. Yeah, no chewing tobacco. No dip. None of that stuff. Like, there's a lot of things that you know what I mean. Like, I don't know. Some guys can play without dip. That's a good point. Baseball culture. These guys have like been hooked, hooked on it. It's like years, the exactly. of the Simpsons when Lisa Simpson was smoking cigarettes. All the the dancers. Yeah. They couldn't dance without smoking. Exactly. You take the dip away. Yeah, you can't have guys spitting dip all over the place. No no, more spitting. (laughs) You're right. Guys are creatures of habit. Like that's think about all the guys who dip. That's addictive. It's a nicotine product, man. You put it on your lips. Like that's tough. Probably for the best, anyways. That's some nice stuff. Well, yeah, well, yeah you're not going to get out of here. It's still. I was in the gas station. I was in an Exxon last night. Some dude came in, bought a couple of cans of dip. Get on the bread. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. 
So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Game Time Decision continues. Get on the grid at SportsGrid on Twitter, SportsGrid.com. You can find me on Twitter at SportsRage. You can find my main man, Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart, at Cam Stewart Live. All right, uh, so the countdown is on right now, and the hype is starting to build. And I'm actually looking forward to this from an entertainment uh, perspective, but from a betting perspective, of course, we've already been down this road before with these skins games. We talked about it yesterday, the fifth hole. Um, they can only use one club. Um, so there's, you know, there's anytime you get into a skins format and then a charity skins format, it's always dangerous, Cam. You know there's going to be another surprise or two with the rules coming. Well, what I'm worried about is exactly what we had before. There's no, I need to know if there's a stipulation after, after 18, 18 holes. So if they have four carryover holes, are we going to a closer to the pin competition where Phil like stiffs a shot and we lose again? That's what I need to know. And I need somebody to come out. They've not mentioned it. It is very, very important. A lot of people have complained about the Wolf thing. The books aren't giving back the money, but they also never explained that it was going to happen. When I know golf and every other format, and this is what bothers me, we saw a tweet and I've also talked to another sports book. The first time that Tiger Woods played Phil Mickelson and it went to extra holes, it was graded as a push after 18 holes on most sports book, yet Phil Mickelson won that time. So, this so is we should problem. suggest to people, actually, on Sunday, call your sports book. Yes. Call, How call is this being graded? Say, listen, is it 18 holes? How is this going to work? Yes. Yes. It's right? very important. Very important. Because if there's a carryover and they're making money, that's the thing, Gabe. Want to know why we got screwed? It was actually the charity angle. It the was more a monetary carryover. That's carry the over. thing. But they also said the other reason why I thought that's we garbage, won was, though. I don't care. Then, then it is garbage. To play for the money and shoot yeah. closest to the band then for, for the, the charity. That's what don't I said. Go to Rory's charity, but and, we won the match. And what I'm upset is they said the result would be standing at 6 p.m. Eastern. That's when the event ended, and in the 18th hole, the decision was made that Wolf. And uh, Fowler won seven to five in the competition, yet they did that. That should have been a separate entity, but I will say this. Phil Mickelson's talking a lot of crap right now, right? They're getting fired. They're getting t- Tiger fired up right well, now. They're this gonna is going to be playing for real. This is, oh, no. is going to be more This is going to be a good team. one. And there's going to be jokes. This is the thing. There's no Dustin Johnson. Hey, Dustin. Oh, no, no. Smack going to be great. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's going to be like. Peyton Manning's sharp as a, he's sharp as a whip. Manning and Mickelson will be the ones going at it the most. Oh, big time. Tiger, think about Tiger is, he'll say it too, but it'll be like a nasty, dirty one. Like he'll wait a long time and get like a real bad one for Phil. Like it's going to be. wait till he wins yeah. and then so to, yeah, yeah, he'll twist. He'll twist <laughs> yeah, hey, Phil, how you doing? <laughs> so the smack talk has already begun. It's a good jest, but you know, we, we talked about it uh, a couple of weeks ago, actually, when, when they they first went on TV TV to promote this, and um, Phil Phil Mickelson and Tiger and Tom Brady and Peyton Manning were all on Zoom together, and Manning came out uh, firing. He said Manning again showed his talent for comedy while jabbing at Brady for an incident in which the, the Buccaneer quarterback wandered the wrong home in Tampa. Uh, Manning referred to the site um, as the match 
and claiming the tournament had to be in Florida after Tom's uh, B&E arrest with the ankle monitor uh, that Brady now wears. He, he wasn't allowed to leave the state. Tiger and I talked to the sheriff in Tampa, and he's going to be allowed to go to uh, Palm Beach uh, to play. But this is uh, more recently from just uh, the other day, in which Phil Mickelson says, I can't wait to go to Tiger's place and take him down. Tiger thinks he has a huge advantage uh, playing there because he was insistent that this event is played on his home course, despite everyone else wanting to be played elsewhere. That's fine. We'll take it to him and Peyton. See that? That's Phil Mickelson again, right? Like, this guy just loves to stir it up. It's like, he's basically telling everybody, hey, Tiger Woods needs to have yeah. it in his backyard. We never agreed to this. Like, he's a real clown. Like, I'm going to tell you no, something. You can tell like, it's real, Cam. Oh, you I know. know I know it's real, Phil, because he goes on here. And I said the same thing about the Golden State Warriors. And it's a, it's a real, like, it's a deep, like, competitive thing when you drop something like that. Steph Curry's wife is from... Uh, Steph Curry's wife's from Toronto. Yeah, exactly. He goes yep. to Toronto every summer. Oh, stuff, he loves right? it here. Yep, 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 yep. So I said, I said, every time Curry flies back to Toronto, when you fly into Toronto, you see that big CN Tower sticking in the sky. Want him to remember, this is where I lost the NBA Finals. <laughs> not one. I don't want him coming back. Like LeBron goes to Toronto for the Caribbean Festival every yeah. year laughing. Oh, I've never lost to these guys in this exactly. city. Exactly. He's the king so of Carabana. Phil said the same thing. It's his, um, he goes, it's his home course, but Tom and I are going to go down there and put it to them. And we'll make it that every time Tiger shows up on his home course, he'll have a bad memory. Wow. Uh, it, when, he, when you read something like that, that's not even charity, like joking smack talk. No, no, that's the competitor saying he's thought of that. He's like, I want Tiger to always remember I beat him. That's not Jordan stuff, bro, about I want your money in my pocket. Phil is every bit as competitive as Tigers. These guys are monsters, man. <laughs> they are. And another thing is, did you see Tom Brady getting in on the act? He had a tweet where basically Tiger Woods and Manning were midgets, and him and Phil are like big cool <laughs> guys. And then he comes up to them and says, I've never had a problem beating the Colts before. And it has like Tiger and Manning as like oh, little yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what do you do? That's tough. That's from Tom Brady. So Brady's getting into it. Like, Tiger's probably on the phone with Manning going, can you believe what these guys, these clowns are doing to us right now? We are going to knock their, like, I Tiger, can tell. they're going to kill him. Tiger, no, I'm, I, I, I'm I, laying I, it down I, big on these guys. I, I hope so, Gabe, because if I get screwed in a situation like Fowler and Wolf, I'm there will never be a bet on a Skins game again. That'll be the last bet I'll ever make. But I'm telling you, Brady, Brady and Phil are coming out swinging. Phil, and then Phil loves to put that in the back of your mind. Oh, this is on Tiger's terms. This is on his so course. Here, this is a, he loves to lay the groundwork. We've got some of the format here. So uh, Peyton Manning, it's good information for everybody who's going to be betting on this stuff. This is our game time decisions. Uh, it's golf time decisions Tail right now. Tape. Yep. Tail of the tape. Manning, 6.4 handicap. Very strong. Pretty damn Very good. Strong. Strong, yeah. Well, this guy shoots an average of 76. It's uh, 70s, high 70s. Yeah, it's damn good, 70, man. 77, 78, yeah. depending, you know what I mean? Depending it's on good. the course. Yep. Um, Tom Brady's handicap, 8.1. Very strong still. Very good. One, so we got a one-and-a-half shot advantage, basically, with uh, Manning over Brady. That's yeah. good. Mm -hmm. The format calls for nine holes of four-ball best ball play. Best and ball. then nine of modified alternate shots. Okay. Mickelson uh, says uh, there will be mishaps and bad shots that's going to require them to laugh at ourselves. Um, each player is going to be wearing his own microphone and will be riding in a golf cart. 
Yeah, yeah don't be walking around. That was just dumb. <laughs> just drive around in the car. You know what I mean? I know. That's right. You know, it'd be great too. Like, you know, I can just see it. Like Tom Brady just cuts off Manning on on the course. Sorry, oh, yeah. Peyton. Like, sure, cuts him off in the car. Right, the gas on. Yeah, first hole, just like cut him off. Screw you. <laughs> Get it going. I like when Phil goes on to talk about Tom Brady's game, though. So uh, each player is going to wear a microphone. They're going to ride in their own golf cart. No caddies. Uh, no, no caddies. Um, all right. So uh, Phil Mickelson goes on to say, I played with Tom quite a few times. I played with him at Augusta National and at Friars Head. I've seen him hit some remarkable shots, and I've seen him hit some shots that you wouldn't be uh, surprised that he hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but is and I knew it. Remember, I told you if we're gonna lose, we're gonna get screwed. Brady's gonna hit a big putt. Yeah, exactly. Nicholson said Tom's strength. He's a very good putter. Yeah, yeah. He says he's a very good putter and he hits the ball a long ways and he's good with the short irons. If he can get the ball in play, I think we'll have a chance on the back nine modified alternate shot platform. Here's the thing, and I've been thinking about this too. This is big. If Tom Brady hits the ball straight, it's going to be a real battle. If he sprays it, Gabe, we're going to win this thing for fun. Phil Mickelson sometimes can't hit the broadside of a barn. He's got his driving accuracy is one of the worst on tour. He misses fairways, and it's getting worse as he's getting older because he's really trying to get it out there to compete with the John Roms, Rory McIlroy's of the world, uh, Justin Thomas, guys who smoke the golf ball. So, Phil... He might spray it. So if Tom Brady could spray it too, we're going to be in a real good situation. Because I'll tell you one thing, Tiger Woods hits that stinger and he'll take a little bit off to keep it in play. I like Tiger Woods and Manning in this competition. The more I think about it, Phil, Phil's stirring up this stuff because they're scared. I know he's worried. Numbers coming down as well. Numbers coming down. It's down to, um, it's down oh, to uh, minus 205. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Keep keep going down. Keep digging. Let's go. All right. We uh, so uh, Tom Brady, actually, mm-hmm. when he was with the Patriots, he lived off the country club in Brookline. Yeah. Oh, Brookline's uh, amazing. That was his home course, Brookline. That's where they had the Ryder, Ryder Cup. Beautiful track. He lived there. He was a member there. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady just recently, since he moved, he just joined the Seminole Golf Club. Great. Hope he's just not playing there. a lot. After signing with the Tampa, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, and has competed in the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Uh, Manning has memberships in some of the most posh and private clubs in America. Castle Pines and nice. Cherry Hills in Colorado. Oh, Cherry Hills, gorgeous. Absolutely stunning. I don't know, but it sounds nice. Yeah. <laughs> what, Cherry Hills? Are there, yeah. cherry, like, are there cherry like are there cherry trees or something? <laughs> like, <laughs> Cherry Hills in Colorado. Bet you the ball flies out there. Oh, yeah. Altitude, baby. Hit it a ton. Peyton's also a member of the Honors Club in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And another little uh, little public muni known as Augusta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is great, man. Get so, this. Yeah. Uh, but he owns Sweeten Coves in South Pittsburgh, Tennessee. Huh. And he owns a golf course, too. Yeah, yeah he has an ownership golf. stake. He's a co-owner of a small golf course in Tennessee as well. You got to think... Oh, Sweeten's Cove is a quirky, strategic nine-hole course is arguably his golf's greatest success in the last uh, decade. Since opening in 2015, it's climbed to number 49 on Golf Week's modern uh, uh, modern list. Uh, as for Manning's ties to the place, architect, uh, right, he's buddies with the architects. See, Manning's got a lot of business interests, huh? Golf courses, sure does. Papa John pizzas. Yeah, he's doing quite well for himself. Uh, the thing is, I don't know how much Tom Brady's played golf in comparison to Peyton Manning. Like, probably had a lot of things going on with the move from New England to Florida. Uh, he'll still have time to get out there and play, but 
you got to believe that Manning's been out there a lot more. And I think Tiger Woods, the fact that Phil's like talking a lot of crap and beat him last time, he, I don't think he's going to let this happen again. Like he's going to be so ready to go. I don't care if it's for charity. Tiger Woods isn't going to let Phil like cr trash talk him like this again. He's going to be ready to rock. Um, Kyle Porter, writer for CBS Sports. Yep. Uh, Kyle Porter, CBS Sports uh, golf guy. Um, he wrote an article saying that he's going to be keeping his eye on Tiger. He thinks how Tiger plays this weekend is basically an indication moving forward of his game. I don't know. I don't know if I can agree with that. If it's that extreme, because you know this is his first time out, but you got to believe that this little layoff has helped Tiger Woods a bit. I think it's helped Tiger Woods. I also think it's helped Phil Mickelson. They're both aging players, right? Like uh, any type of older guy, you want to play less. These guys can be focused on majors, but I believe Tiger Woods with the many surgeries and injuries that he's had, obviously time off is a good thing, but it also helps Phil. Phil's been very erratic. He's been very poor, especially off the tee recently. He has time to work on some things on his game. His short game's always going to be a, above average right there, but his driver is not even PGA Tour level uh, when I've been watching golf now. So he's had a lot of time to work on it. I think it helps both guys, to be honest with you. Interesting that the number keeps coming down, though, isn't it? Yes, it you is. You figure that people would be buying into Tiger. and um, That's what's and, making me think we're going to get screwed. <laughs> yeah, it's like a trap. Really <laughs> like, why is it go? Why is it going down? Where are we going to get 170 by time, and then and then Tiger's going to be leading the whole time, and then we're going to have a carry. And the worst part skin? is, the lower the number goes down, the more money I'll end up betting on it because it'll be like, God, oh, there's no, I got to put 500 on this. It's only exactly. minus 155 now. <laughs> I'll give you a tip. Be careful. That Wolf, uh, that Wolf uh, Fowler match still leaves yeah. a lingering bad taste in my mouth, and I never like. I, I just can't believe we didn't still like get reimbursed for that. That was the biggest crock of crap that uh, no to mankind. Still too. It still no, bothers no, me. No, it's, it's I still like, see it all over the place. Well, the thing is, me. the thing is, there's being screwed and there's really being screwed. Like there was no indication that we were going to have a format where it was a closest to the pin carryover after the round was done. They said it would go to six o'clock. We were winning seven of five. None of that was stipulated before. And uh, it was insane that it wouldn't, didn't happen. And I'm actually pissed that not, not only did we get our, our, our money refunded, we should get the win and the other people should get the loss. And we got neither, just a loss. It was pure BS. Uh, the television numbers are in for the, uh, the yeah. skits game. 2.35 million people. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decisions continues. We've got a couple of minutes left in the first hour of the program, but uh, we've got another hour to go. Don't worry, people. Don't worry. We've got another hour to go. I am Gabriel Brecci throwing down with a raging red cam. Scripture what he's talking about. The match. Uh, <laughs> the match. It's just life or death. Ooh, the uh, match. It is the match. Hey, I'm buying it. Well, it will be life or death. I got my money on it. <laughs> yeah, the match. The match. Um, so we're talking about the match. And... Um, the television numbers for the uh, for the 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 skins game last week were in driving relief. Yeah, yeah, two point three million people uh, watched, which you know isn't bad actually when you consider they weren't the most entertaining. It wasn't. It was actually pretty boring. Let's just call it off for what it is. It was a bad. Uh, yeah, the guys that were, had the microphones and, and it was against NASCAR too. Good point, Gabe. Yeah, the, that is a fantastic number. I will tell you this: if they got two point three, what do you think Tiger and Phil in this match will get? I'm going to think. Oh, no, no, no. Do you think double or triple? I think, 
I think these numbers are going to blow people away and shock people. Yeah, yeah. They're going to, I think it's going to be like six. I think they're going to check in with, I'll say six is my 4. guess. 4.8. I'm going to go six. 4.85. Okay. Look, the last dance was checking in five and a half, five, seven, five, eight. Yeah, so that's peaked at six, that. three. Five, they had a six, three, a six, one. They were getting six mil. NASCAR got six million. Wow. Now, so NASCAR and dude, NASCAR wasn't getting six million before, bro. Like that—that's the whole thing that these leagues and these these owners, you guys need to chill out with this no fan stuff. Exactly. There's a ton, and now Major League Baseball owners too, huh? They came up with an idea. Yeah, no fans. Oh yeah, there's no, we don't have any money and stuff. They're gonna put sponsor tarps instead. Yeah. Okay. So it'll be a massive Budweiser sign in yeah. the outfield. Yeah. Massive, you yeah. know, cool yeah, light. Not paying. Come on, man. <laughs> Geico. Think about how much a tarp costs with a company logo on it. Uh, on a dude, the ratings, the ratings are so high, it's almost like the leagues are gonna go back to the network and say, we need to renegotiate. Exactly. <laughs> like, you yeah. guys are gonna get like 12 million viewers for everything. Like basically can like like soap operas. I didn't even know soap operas were still on TV. I thought they were out of business. They are. Um, like the Young and the Restless is averaging like 5 million viewers a day now. So I don't know why. They're having are re- They're actually having retro with things too. They're showing like Jill Abbott 30 years later and like because right, they can't shoot live. Yeah. That's the thing. They're showing like classic episodes where Victor punches out Jack. Victor's uh, Victor's a vulnerable. Uh, he can get COVID. He's got to watch out. Get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.